Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season two, episode five of BoJack Horseman, Chickens. I am Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing really well. This was far and away the episode I remembered the best of all the ones we've talked about so far. So we I don't know what that means, but I definitely remembered it this time. Yeah, there was I didn't remember every aspect of mm-hmm. it, but I definitely remembered a lot of this episode, even though I think I've probably only seen it maybe twice before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say off the top, I didn't dislike the episode. It's fine. Like I definitely wasn't sitting here being furious about it and being like this episode is terrible, but like it's the- it's a bit of a filler episode. It is definitely a filler episode, but it's also like very philosophical yes very thought-provoking this episode and yeah like i i don't have a problem with it like mm-hmm. you, sometimes you need a filler episode yeah yeah every now and then we we need that i feel like the disneyland one was kind of the same yes but the disneyland one was like funnier yeah <laughs> but yeah. i also think i liked this one better I think I would agree, probably. Who remembers? (laughs) Yeah, again, aliens, that's gone. But yeah, you know, this is is the episode where you really get to, like, delve into the concept of these anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, and, like, I feel Uh, like this is very much aligned with all of the stuff that we talk about of, like, what is the deal? Like, when is it a person? When is it an animal? Like, yeah, so I think there's lots to discuss here. Absolutely. So I guess we should just jump right in. Sure. So at the start of the episode, it's an advertisement for Chicken for Days, which Mm -hmm. is like a fast food chicken restaurant. But we don't realize it's an ad at first because it's like a dad coming into the kids room like, do your homework. He's like, I don't want to do my homework. (laughs) I want Chicken for Days. And it's like rock music and all the chicken. And there's a part where they're like, I got a bucket of arms. I got a bucket (laughs) like. It's so weird. Yeah, the arms part, it was like the first moment where I was like, whoa, okay, we're There's doing something. There's <laughs> literally a thing in the ad where it says, don't ask questions, just keep eating. Yes. And then it's like a record scratch to another ad. And it's for gentle farms chicken raising chickens mm-hmm. um, and it talks about how there's friend chickens and food chickens <laughs> and you know they give hormones to the food ones so that they'll be delicious and they'll be meat completely eliminates any moral gray area it's like the family of chickens and like the little big baby chick is like but aren't we chickens <laughs> and dad's like yeah but we're different yeah these we're animals aren't like us it's like they're literally the exact same. It's And it goes through like they both hatch out of an egg. And then it's just basically like the meat ones just get hormones. Mm-hmm. And the the friend ones just get a, a life. Yeah. Yeah, they're specifically bred to be eaten, which eliminates any moral gray area. And it's just like, huh, okay, we're definitely doing a thing here. Yeah. And then that's where we find out that Bojack is actually watching a video on like an iPad. Not true. <laughs> but the skip ad button has popped up so late into this that he's like... I'm in I'm committed now like I I'm engaged in this I need to finish the ad yeah of course I'm not gonna stop now like now I'm invested why would I want to stop and Diane goes you're driving (laughs) and then Bojack gets into a car accident it's such a wacky moment where he like says this and Diane's like Bojack you're driving a car and you're like what (laughs) like how, how did we end up in this situation where he's watching a video how did it get so far into the ads before Diane said something yeah, exactly. Like, how did she let him start this process that got to the point of him being, like, 99% of the way through an ad? It's so weird. I, wa- I really want to know what video Bojack was trying to watch. Yeah, me too. Was it a music video? <laughs> 
what what was the plan yeah so in this car accident it's like it's just a fender bender where it's like a couple of cars all hit like in a row Mm -hmm. one of them is a chicken for days truck and a chicken escapes from the chicken for days van yeah very big energy of like escaping from like a prison truck she's kind of got the like inmate uniform well yeah and that's the thing too is like so first of all I do like this episode I think really delves into a lot of like what people kind of have to tell themselves if they're gonna eat meat 100% like it's like even if you want to take out like the part about the anthropomorphic animals in the Bojack universe like that just makes it a more obvious ethical dilemma yeah whereas like it's it is still an ethical dilemma and like I have been a vegetarian since birth I'm not Mm -hmm. judging people who eat meat but I think that if I had like eaten chicken before and I was watching this episode it really would have brought up some thoughts for me oh definitely like you're you're watching it and it's like when it's this extreme where it's like chickens talking about eating chickens it's like obviously this is a very extreme version of exactly what we're talking about but it's impossible to watch it and not think like but it's kind of the same yeah but I'm also like so deeply sick in the head that when I was like 10 I realized that eggs are a chicken's period and then I didn't eat (laughs) eggs for seven years I made the exact same comparison when I was roughly the same age, and people don't love that comparison. It's literally what it is, though. Yeah, no, um, yeah. You can make this exact comparison quite easily. We know it's, it's literally what it is, yeah. and then it's like if the egg gets fertilized, then it creates a baby. Like, it's literally yeah. exact same. Yeah. So, like, I'm the type of person that this type of episode would work really well on. Like, I think <laughs> if I did eat meat after watching this episode, I probably wouldn't eat chicken for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, forces you to think about it in ways that probably a lot of people like to just ignore. Well, and it also, yeah, it brings up, like, the whole factory farming mm-hmm. situation, which, like, obviously everyone obviously everyone knows factory farms are bad yeah but then you know there's the argument of like oh well we've got you know ethically sourced grass-fed beef and <laughs> free it's like, range yeah, ones like they're still being raised to, to die mm-hmm. so it's it's just like mm, i feel like it's already something that everybody grapples with on some level even if the extent that they grapple with it is just like yeah i don't care about that i eat I meat because i'm a person yeah yeah No, yeah, this definitely forces you to at least acknowledge it, even if it doesn't change any of your behaviors. So then it kind of, after the, like, opening credits, I don't know why I forgot the words opening credits. Uh, (laughs) We're only, what, like, 17 or 18 episodes into this podcast. (laughs) They're on set. So Bojack is still in the Secretariat movie, and he very deeply wants the director, Kelsey, to like him. Yeah, I feel like this is the first time we're kind of confronted with her actively not liking him. I feel like in other ones, she's kind of been like, I don't make mistakes. I took a chance on you. You're going to be great. But I don't think we've necessarily seen a big personality clash before now. Yeah. And like, this is also the first time when I've been like, oh, right. Her name is Kelsey. Like, I I never remember what this woman's name is. Mm -hmm. Did we ever talk about Maria Bamford, who voices her? I don't think so. This could be our cast and crew segment. This could be our cast and crew segment. Do you know anything that this this woman is in? That name is not doing anything for me, but let me look her up. It looks like, oh, a lot of, just a lot of, like, voice work. She's done voices in Adventure Time. Her face is extremely unfamiliar to me. I think she's a voice actress. Okay. Mostly, at least. Like, it looks like a lot of voice work. She's known for her portrayal of her dysfunctional family and self-deprecating comedy involving jokes about depression and anxiety. This person sounds like someone who would get along famously with us. Yeah. Whoa, she was in an episode of Dharma and Greg. No. 
<laughs> topical okay but actually i feel like dharma and greg keeps coming up in my life recently really why yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't feel like it came up a lot in my life even when it was on like it's come up at least four times in the last month wow yeah there's not really much on here that i'm seeing that i'm like oh yes her well oh, she, she was tito the anxiety mosquito on big mouth which we mentioned last week that was a very strong role look at you she did voices in legend of Korra, which i know is a famous show but i just haven't seen it Oh, I want to watch this TV series, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, from 2015. The teacher in Stuart Little 2. <laughs> Ooh. The Kung Fu Panda TV series. Oh, but not the movie. Yeah, this is, I feel like this is something that we, this is a, a spot for us that we don't know about, that we should know about, is what I'm getting from this. <laughs> How much do people hate us when we talk about the cast and crew because we don't know anything? <laughs> yeah, I wonder that too people are like all right we get it you don't know anything well and i've seen adventure time i'm just also not like clicking with like oh slime princess wildberry like it seems like she just does like a bunch of different voices yeah. like she's not doing any like main voice but she did like 69 episodes that's a lot <laughs> of adventure time so like she's just one of the main voices on that show yeah so very prolific lady wizard <laughs> one and two <laughs> that's a pretty good title <laughs> Lady Wizard 1 and Lady Wizard 2. <laughs> candy Corn Girl, Hot Dog Princess. Do we have opinions about candy corn? I don't think I've ever actually eaten candy corn. Yeah, fair. I feel like I've not been that interested in it. I know Chappelle is like very pro candy corn. Oh, well, we are very pro Chappelle. And we're pro Chappelle. So like, let your freak flag fly if you want <laughs> candy corn, have candy corn. I like, I think candy corn strikes me as one of those candies that's just like aggressively sweet. Yeah probably and i like sour candy yeah i finished all of my sour candy that i mentioned on a previous podcast <laughs> it's very satisfying i forgot we've talked about candy before <laughs> yeah i got all my candy that arrived and cam was like so what transpired that you have all this candy or are you just sitting there being like i think i want candy i'm gonna order some i was like yeah like what's the what, question what else needs to transpire <laughs> like how did you end up with all this candy like, why I, does I, your I boyfriend I wanted it so formally <laughs> why is he saying what transpired what why can't he that led to this moment why, can't, why is he cross-examining you why can't he just say why do we have all this candy where were you on the night of april 15th oh god that was probably uh, like, maybe summarizing like, him more formally but i feel like the way you talk about cam makes it sound like he's the blind bat from... <laughs> i told her i'm not an attorney <laughs> but she just likes my folksy way of speaking but she just thought me wise <laughs> yeah oh my god that's amazing oh, maybe that is what happened <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've never spoken with Cam directly. So like, I only know him through you describing him and you make him seem like very formal. Very formal. Oh my God. Amazing. Oh my gosh. We also have, so Kelsey's daughter is in this episode as well, Irving. And Kelsey says that gender conforming names are oppressive, which I love. I love Kelsey. I also love that we like had that exact conversation last week where we were like, let's stop gendering names. Okay. Let's stop gendering anything. Everything. Yeah. But. Irving is voiced by Amy Schumer. Oh, definitely didn't clock that in the moment. Did you? Were you like, oh, oh no, Amy Schumer? I, I, you could tell me any voice was Amy Schumer's voice. Like, <laughs> I, it doesn't, it doesn't help me. But obviously, like Amy Schumer, very famous, very famous. Yeah, and that's why she can't portray herself. Too famous to be herself. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think about like what I've actually seen that Amy Schumer's in. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I just see her as herself doing comedy yeah. things. Yeah. Like you see her doing comedy a lot. Yeah. What was it? Was Trainwreck the movie? Yeah. Trainwreck. Oh, I've true. Yeah. Seen. I, I think I saw that in theaters. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. I don't think I saw it. I know. She has that one movie where, like, she hits her head at spin class and then learns <laughs> to, like, love herself or whatever. Is it this movie called I Feel Pretty? Yeah, it's called I Feel Pretty. And it's, like, just one of those movies where it's, like, a very normal-sized woman we're supposed to think is just, like, <laughs> it's, like, very fat-phobic, even though it's, like, no, she's not even fat, first of all. Yeah. And then it's, like, but look, oh, she's so disgusting. Yeah, like, and look then, how repulsive Amy Schumer is. And now somehow yeah. she loves herself in spite of that. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, how could Amy Schumer ever love herself when she looks like that? Must have taken a serious head trauma. <laughs> like, it, And then it's just like, okay, well, thanks for contributing to a culture of making people feel like absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not great. Not Honestly, I'd go past that and say very bad. <laughs> Actively bad, yeah. A- actively bad and, and, and horrible. Mm-hmm. What you have you watched any episodes of this have you watched monty burns fleeing circus the episode of the simpsons from 2016 we are literally watching that this week i think monty well burns. amy schumer voices mrs burns mrs burns what okay hold yeah on. hold on actually this might not be the episode we're watching i might have suggested it this week let me see that would have been synergy though that monty been burns fleeing circus truly shocking okay no this is not the one we were watching this week, but mm. it is one that we are we did well, you discuss should this watch week. it like next week. Oh, so it'll line up with when and this then comes it'll out. line up, and then you've got synergy, baby. <laughs> oh, <So> beautiful! <laughs> Amy Schumer week. Yeah, it's it's Amy Schumer week for Lindsay, <laughs> not for me, but for you. Yeah, just me. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's enough of the cast and crew for now. I think we did a good job. I agree. Tim should be very happy. I hope you're happy, Tim. <laughs> Oh, wait, there was one other thing I wanted to look at, but can you vamp for a second, Lindsay? Sure, sure. we can talk about the fact that Bojack calls Irving princess repeatedly. It is just like, oh, do you live in a castle or some weird stuff like that? And then obviously that weirds out Irving big time, uh, understandably. Yes, it's just so weird. Bojack clearly does not know how to talk to the youths. Yeah. And like he clearly just wants to connect with Irving as a way to connect with Kelsey because he wants Kelsey to like him. And yeah. Kelsey's like, uh, no. Diane, take Irving away. It's take your daughter to work day. I've brought my daughter to work and now she's empowered. And now I need her to leave so I can actually get my work done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Diane also doesn't know how to talk to the youths and she just wants to so that the youth will like her. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Irving is probably what Diane wanted to be as a teenager. Yeah, agreed. And like she herself will say that of like, I used to be just like you. Like, I wanted but, to change but, the world. And yeah, Irving's but it's like, like you weren't. It's like, but you weren't like her, Diane. Yeah. You wanted to be like her, but you weren't yes. actually like her. I feel like that's how I feel when I see like a really cool teenager. I'm like, oh, that's who I wanted to be. But I just like <laughs> was too in my head about like everything. <laughs> what it meant to be cool and like change the world. Well, it's like yeah. being cool has never been my goal. <laughs> yeah, it was so far out of reach for me that it was never something I aspired to. Well, and that's how I feel too. But then now people are like, you're cool. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I think of you as cool. What? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just so deeply do not connect with that, that when when it does, and it has come up in the past where someone's like, no, you're cool. I'm like, what? <laughs> Me? Me? Like, I don't care, but like, okay. But also, <laughs> I'm into it. 
exactly like that. Very that. <laughs> so Diane takes Irving away. And Bojack calls Princess Caroline, who is at her niece's wedding and also is in the wedding. Yeah, just on the phone while, like, waiting for a photo to be taken. Yeah. And Bojack's like, I feel like Kelsey doesn't like me. And Princess Caroline's like, yeah, you're not exactly the kind of person that people like. Yeah. Bojack's like, I thought you were going to say, like, but until they get to know me. And she's like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, no, people just don't like you. He's like, but I really want her to like me. And she's like, yeah, of course you do she's keeping herself at a distance from you and that makes you want her to like you because anytime someone actually tries to like you you push them away but she's not trying to like you so you want her to like you and I'm like okay you know what can we stop reading my anxious avoidant attachment style for one episode of this show <laughs> yeah no this is classic pathological bojack where it's just like i only want you to like me because you don't and as soon as you do no thank you like it's the kind of thing where you're like at times you want people to like you mm-hmm. and then at other times you want to be away from them and other people just need to know when you're in which mode and give you what you need without being asked and <laughs> it's totally reasonable and people are mind readers okay and they <laughs> they can just give you what you need no questions asked Exactly. Doesn't seem like too much to ask. It's totally reasonable. It's totally realistic. And it's healthy. (laughs) So healthy. Oh, my God. Me, like, I was, I can't remember. Earlier this week, I just, like, had a moment where, like, it wasn't that I wanted to be alone. But I was talking to someone, and I just, like, didn't want to be talking to that person in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, why can't only the people I want to talk to (laughs) talk to me? It's like the like, motto of my entire life. Why like, I, why are people who I don't want to talk to talking to me? Mm-hmm. This is very relatable. And I'm just like, it's so annoying because you can't just like put up a sign being like, only Jenny Autumn is allowed to talk to me right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's a good sign. I mean, but Jenny Autumn's always allowed to talk to me. She like, honestly, one of very few people who just never gets on my nerves <laughs> does she listen to this podcast we need to tell her she should check this one out i don't think she does but that's fine if everyone just wants to go follow at jenny autumn and just like tweet <laughs> at her being like you're a great person that would be pretty cool the like, fact that she doesn't even her. listen to this and we still stand her it's a good sign I love her so much i just <laughs> simply love her so much i don't know how i got to i'm sorry it's this show really like <laughs> makes me feel things and it's not right or because I'm actually supposed to be like dead inside. Nothing no. on the outside, nothing on the inside. Nothing on the outside, nothing on the inside. No, but no, 2021, I'm trying to be a vulnerable person. Oh, good. I don't know how great it's going, but I mean, <laughs> an effort was made. <laughs> we'll check back in at the end of the year. Well, yeah, we'll check back in in December and see what's happened if my life is, is different or better in any way. Yeah, are you just a vulnerable, not avoidant person now? I mean, that's I'm never going to be a secure attachment style. I can't I can't even imagine what would have to change for me to suddenly just be like, yeah, I know they like me and I like them and we're good. You imagine? Oh, my God. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I, like, can, can you imagine being that way where it's like, no. yeah, I, I like them and I told them I like them and now we just like each other. Yeah. They have also agreed that they like me and I just believe it unconditionally. Like, what? Who are these people? They're healthy. No. Gross. I know it's weird, but like I, I aspire to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like completely inconceivable. Well, yeah, because it's like I sit here, I and I overanalyze every single thing mm. until I ruin things. 
<laughs> yeah, I distinctly remember saying that, like, back in my online dating days, people would be like, well, let me, like, look at his profile. And I'd be like, I am perfectly capable of ruining this on my own. I don't need your help. <laughs> online dating is the worst thing that's ever happened. And we... Uh, what has happened? I, what's going on? <laughs> like, are we okay? Like, I... This is such a filler episode that, like, we really can just go on whatever tangents we want to go on. <laughs> People love it. People love it when we go on seemingly unrelated tangents. <laughs> but, okay, so then we get Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter are having a PB Living meeting to talk about ideas. And Todd gives one idea, which is, what if there was a West Dakota? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Peanut Butter has his great line in here. He's like, as Ben Franklin once said, you have reached the end of your trial membership at BrentFranklinQuotes.com. And I really loved that. Yeah. He also says, like, isn't that for the State Department to figure out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. But whether there can be a West Dakota. Yeah. And then so Todd has an idea of like very expensive ideas. Mr. Peanut Butter says, well, you got to spend money to make money. And then goes on a spa day and tells yeah. Todd to go on a silly Todd adventure. Yeah, because you got to skip meetings to have meetings. You got to skip meetings to have meetings. I'd like to apply that to my job immediately. That's, I'm actually going to put that in my email signature. It's going <laughs> to say, you got to skip meetings to have meetings, which means send me an email instead. Just send mm-hmm. an email. Every, every <laughs> meeting could be an email, and like most emails don't need to be sent. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't agree more. That's... It was to date when we're recording this podcast. It was just Administrative Professionals Day last week on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And all of the like non-admin staff at my work were sending just like reply alls to all of the admin <laughs> staff all day of like, thank you. We appreciate your work. Like, you're the best. You make our jobs possible. And I'm like, nothing says I appreciate you. Like 30 emails I have to delete. Like... Like not understanding that no one wants a reply all situation. Oh my god, I work in a reply all office. No, I oh know. God. I feel I, so bad for you. I this job and my last job have both been big time reply all offices. No, no, not into that. And so it's tough choices every day as an administrative professional. Every day. So. Todd calls Princess Carolyn, who is now, like, <laughs> during the ceremony. Yeah, she's like, what? <laughs> oh, they gotta go. They're about to step on the glass. Yeah, she tells him just to stay out of trouble, and Todd's like, yeah, okay, and then enter the chicken. Yes, and then we see the chicken, who has escaped from the, what's it called again? Chicken, chicken all day? Chicken for days. Chicken for days. Yeah. Chicken all day. I will. I think this is a good moment to tell this story from Sarah's message that she sent. Okay. She was like, I, she goes, I swear I blinked and Todd had a chicken. I decided not to go back and see how they met. <laughs> Honestly, probably the right decision. But also, it's like pretty much what happened. Suddenly the chicken is there. Chicken all day. What is the f- chicken weirdest? For days. What, chicken all day, chicken for days. What's the <laughs> weirdest name of like a chicken restaurant that you've seen? Oh, God. Because there's a Calgary-based chicken place called chicken on the way yeah i don't know if we have like any wacky chicken names that i can think of off the top of my head and they have really good pg clucks in toronto that's a good pj clucks yeah pg clucks oh pg clucks yeah because you need parental guidance yeah sure (laughs) chicken on the way has really good corn fritters though and so i deeply miss it my first apartment was like one block away and i would just go and get corn fritters i have never tried pg clucks so i don't know if they have anything good you need to go to pg clucks immediately and report back like i'm invested in this (laughs) 
I'm not sure I believe I you. I don't know what the <laughs> nutritional facts about P- PG clocks are, though, so you'll have to look into the macros yeah. for your nutrition. Yeah. Gotta oh take God. care of yourself, Lindsay. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> so then it kind of jumps to the scene of the accident where the police are searching for this chicken that escaped, and it's like, we know the chicken crossed the road. But why? Yeah. <laughs> Big episode for the cat cop here. We've seen him so many times. And I think Officer this is certainly Meow the, Meow Fuzzy Face. This is certainly the first time we get his name. And big episode for him. He, yeah, it's a big episode for him. He's great. <laughs> Have we ever yeah. talked about Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face, the, the voice actor? I don't think so. Voiced by Cedric Yarbrough. Oh. Yarbrough? I don't know how to pronounce OU sounds. Fuzzy Funny because I'm Canadian. <laughs> He's a famous guy. The 40-year-old virgin. He's the dad at the health clinic. Duh. He was in one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Steve. Steve? Yeah. He's, this guy's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend for a couple of episodes. Did you ever watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No. Is it good? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is so good. I only watched the first two seasons, but I have more se- Like, I am fully intending to finish it. Oh, okay. This is... Mm, I shouldn't admit this on the podcast. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of admission. I think there was only one season of... Yeah, Carol. Carol's second act. You know, one of those CBS sitcoms? Uh-huh. I watched every episode of that show, and I genuinely loved it (laughs) i thought it was so funny that it was patricia heaton's like comedy like a year ago two years ago ashley tisdale was in it and it's like if ashley tisdale's in it i'm gonna watch it but then so this guy cedric was like the like sassy nurse and he was very funny in that and this is the where i i guess admit to sometimes watching cbs comedies because i also watched season (laughs) one of the unicorn and really liked it the unicorn i remember hearing about that what was the deal with the unicorn? The unicorn, okay. The unicorn is about, <laughs> he's like a dad in like his late 30s, early 40s. I don't really know. His kids are like early teens and his wife passed away from cancer like a year before and now he's like ready to go out and start dating again and he is a unicorn because he's like got a good job, is like not super old and his wife died and he's not divorced so he doesn't have like the the right. damage of being divorced just the damage <laughs> of like g- g- grief of like your wife dying but it's actually like i find shows a lot of the time really shy away from handling grief in like a realistic way like yeah i feel like a lot of shows really put grief as like a, oh it's a one size fits all and this is how people grieve and there is one right way to do it and this is how it is when the reality is when you're grieving like a really big loss there are so many different things that happen in ways that you're impacted that you wouldn't even realize are coming from the grief as well and I thought the unicorn was did like a very good job portraying grief in like a complex way that's good and it was a it had it had jokes too yeah wow I actually right. I need to watch a pretty good se- recommendation I need to watch season two of the unicorn I, I loved season one of the unicorn <sighs> that's unrelated this is because I went oh we went from Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face to Cedric Yarbrough to Carol Second Act to the Unicorn. That's how we got there. Oh my God. You're never getting through this episode. <laughs> no, we're doing great. We're making great time. Okay. So Todd makes the joke, like, not the joke, makes the plan that this chicken is his wife. Her name is Becca because she's always, she's like, Bock, Becca, like <laughs> making chicken sounds. And it's like, 
big oh yes why this is a big pen and then <laughs> goes well who's your favorite baroque composer and he goes she says Bach and he goes Bach not Vivaldi you're insane that was my favorite moment of the entire episode <laughs> it killed me like, I laughed so hard and he goes not Vivaldi you're yeah. insane oh my god just like the the setup for these of like why yes this is a big pen and then like how specific they had to get of like who's your favorite baroque composer this is the only way i'm gonna know if you're a real person like back unbelievable i love that and then todd immediately is like she doesn't speak english but she's my best friend like we need to protect her yeah Um, i do also like the moment where todd makes her a sandwich and he's like "Ooh, but it has turkey in it is that weird (laughs) meanwhile we've got chickens eating chickens Yeah. yeah Like, freaking cannibals. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. So this is where Irving and Diane meet up with Todd, and Irving wants to save the chicken, and so Diane decides to save the chicken to be cool to Irving. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to the beach. Like, hope the 134 is not busy. And then Officer Miami was like, but the 134 doesn't go to the beach unless you go to the 10. And then if you're going to the 10, why when you take the 430? Like, something doesn't add up. Oh, and then he goes, this isn't a big pen. Something doesn't add up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, as soon as they leave, he finally puts it all together. But I also liked from Irving where she manages to get under Diane's skin so effectively of like oh you're just like a suburban housewife doing whatever the man says and then she's like fine I'll do what you think she's like oh now you're just gonna do what a teenage girl says <laughs> like she's uh she's very good at I riling mean, Diane up she makes a good point yeah I yeah. like I think that there's a there's got to be a middle ground between listening to the man and listening to a teenager yeah agreed like I don't know there's there gotta be something in the middle yeah. I do think if you're going to listen to one, probably listening to a teenager is better than the, the man. I would agree. Yes. So then we get, like, there are also lots of like interstitials in this episode of news coverage about this single chicken that escaped and it's like a countywide manhunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a concerned populace, the sky is falling. <laughs> There's so many chicken puns in this episode. But then yeah. it's the CEO of Chicken All Day. Chicken for days. Chicken for days. I think it's called chicken all day in my head, and I'm going to get it wrong every day time. Chicken for days. I'm going to chicken for days, chicken for days, chicken for days. I'll remember now. No, I won't. And it's like, how do you respond to allegations about factory farming being torture? And it's like, this is not a friend chicken. This is a food chicken. And he goes, everything we do is completely legal and FDA approved. So it's fine. And they're like, okay, no further questions. Yeah. And that was like even the setup to that. Like you counted your chickens before they hatched and now those chickens have come home to roost. I love that friggin' what's his name? Like a mumbo jumbo, bumbo grumbo. Tom Jumbo Grumbo. Jumbo Grumbo. I love him. (laughs) Keith Olbermann. He's amazing. So good. He does a very good job. Like I wish I, like, I don't think I could ever do, like, a newscaster voice. Yeah, I don't think so either. Especially about, like, extremely serious things and, like, you're reporting on some sort of tragedy and then you're like, and now a squirrel in the park. Uh, This this just in. (laughs) The chickens have come home to roost. Yeah. I can't remember what the setup was that he's like, oh, wow, sounds just like my ex-wife. And He goes, I'm just in here to say sorry to my ex-wife. We shared a wonderful 13 years together. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful years together yeah that's great i'm gonna learn how to do a newscaster voice okay i support that i always wanted to be a journalist so i became a podcaster yeah there you go (laughs) okay so the 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 crew that has becca with them which is now the name of this chicken has decided that they're gonna take her to gentle farms because at least like they'll treat her nice before they kill her 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and T- Diane's like, Todd, what is your plan here? And he's like, my only plan was ask Diane for help. And done. So good job, <laughs> yeah. Todd. Which I mean is like not, a, uh, as far as Todd's plans go, this is like probably one of his better ones where he's like, Diane will know what to do. I mean, not the worst call. Meanwhile, at the set, Bojack has purchased a burrito lunch for everyone via a burrito food truck because he wants basically everyone to go into like a coma after eating a big burrito for lunch so that he can spend time with Kelsey to make her like him. <laughs> you think that that was, the, that was the intention? Like that was the move was to intentionally put everyone in a food coma? I I think it was like when you have a burrito for lunch, like you're kind of out of commission after that. I totally agree. Like to me, I feel like a burrito is a dinner food. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you can just lay on your couch and like feel bad about how much you've eaten. Yeah, I would agree. Not because like of the quantity, just about like your body feels bad because you ate a whole burrito. <laughs> yeah, fair. Like, I, I feel like I'm always like, oh, that burrito is so good. And then I'm like, oh, but I should have stopped. Like I should have eaten three quarters of it and just <laughs> stopped and then I would have felt so, just so good, good. <laughs> but it tasted so good I had to keep going and then yeah. now I'm in a coma this is when officer fuzzy face calls Kelsey because they know that it's her car that they went off in and Irving is there and they say we'll bring your daughter home dead or alive <laughs> Kelsey like, goes alive alive we're the LAPD we'll probably make the right call uh. And so he's like, okay, let's go. And then I guess like their chief comes out and is like, not till you get a warrant. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I hate due process. Yeah. Like you're a loose cannon, fuzzy face. And he's like, I'm a loose cannon. What? I'm a cannon maybe, but am I loose? And then they have like a whole discussion at the police station and ultimately decide that he is a loose cannon, but he gets results. It's like you (laughs) laugh when like a cop says something like, I hate due process, but I feel like that's a sentence that genuinely has been said many times. Yeah, it's now too real. Yeah. There's like... This was too real when it was said. Like, I let's not make law enforcement funny. Yeah, yeah. Sarah had written in and she paused on the whiteboard of like options for what he might be. And it was like, loose cannon, too old for this shit. The one mystery that he can't solve is himself. Not here for the right reasons. Has something to prove and nothing to lose. And then hooker with a heart of gold is crossed out. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care for that. so yeah he's a loose cannon who gets results and then they have like very specific archetypes of the officers that he needs to take with him on this job but i did not pay attention to them because i don't either (laughs) again we're not out here to look for the humor in law enforcement actually so watching b99 i guess i don't know no i just really wish that they just like worked at a post office now yeah that would be so good makes me so mad Okay, so Bojack takes Kelsey to find Irving and, like, really wants to use this road trip as an opportunity to get to know her. One thing that really struck me is, like, his windshield is all smashed from when he hit that deer. Yeah. But it just, like, brought back memories. Obviously, I recently watched Breaking Bad, as, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone who's listened to this podcast is aware. And there's, like, a stretch where Walt's windshield is just always shattered and then he finally gets it fixed and then it gets smashed again. (laughs) <laughs> and that's that. all that i could think about like there's like several episodes where there's like still the tape on his windshield from where he got it replaced <laughs> and then it just like gets smashed again oh, amazing <laughs> it's really funny 
that's so good i love that so that's all that i could think of because the other thing too is it's like breaking bad is like five seasons but they all happen in like a two-year time period right so it's like totally realistic that like four episodes later he still has the tape on or whatever Mm -hmm. but anyways that's all i could think of and then his car hasn't worked right since he hit that deer and it does break down on the side of the road yeah, did we set up that Bojack said he was going to help Kelsey do this? I don't know if we just like jumped directly to this. No, but we just jumped to it. Bojack takes her <laughs> to do it. Yeah, but I really, he's like desperate to use this moment to get to know Kelsey. And like the reasoning he gives is like she could succumb to teen pregnancy or salmonella. She's like, uh. yes, of course, because she's worried that she's going to lose custody of her daughter. She talks about how like she needs to make big films. She can't just be an indie darling forever because indie darlings like don't raise children that go to Brown. They raise children that go to like people pleasing schools like Vassar <laughs> and then move home to their parents and do like puppet shows with their tampons and then <laughs> whatever and we find out specific i know it's yeah obviously like kelsey's got a lot to unpack here she also she brings up how like kelsey doesn't understand why bojack wants her to like him and he's Mm -hmm. like you're an authority figure and like my parents didn't love me and i need to prove my word and kelsey says can you make that into a podcast so i can unsubscribe i love that so much so good it's like well that suggests that you subscribed first though yeah well that's a good point (laughs) I guess she kind of did by, like, hiring him. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So Diane, Irving, and Todd have brought Becca to the... Gentle Farms. Gentle Farms. I wanted to call it Pleasant Farms, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> it's a good name, too. It's like, thank you for saving this chicken from a horrible life in a factory farm. And But it's like, you can clearly tell that, like, this is also just, like, not great. Yeah, it's super sinister. The guy's like, that chicken belongs to us now. Like, don't worry. And no has- one can get her. And he pulls out a shotgun and they go, mm-hmm. where did you get that gun? And he goes, originally or just now? And they, he, they go, just now. And he goes, from that barrel. And they go, and originally? He goes, also from that barrel. <laughs> yeah. And Todd's like trying to get Becca to leave. Like, go on. You weren't my best friend. Get out of here. And then Becca's just like gone. Doesn't care. Yeah. He's like trying to white fang her. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but oh, she doesn't care. <laughs> you trying to white fang me? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i could think of is that he's white fanging her just so funny because that doesn't even happen in white fang yeah it's only in the movie <laughs> <laughs> and so they leave and they're driving away and it's like oh we like feel good about this but then all, they start feeling bad about it so like we have to go back and get becca yeah because they realize like she's still gonna get killed even though her life is like somewhat better for now and yeah todd is like you know when i had back i felt like a sense of responsibility for like the first time in my life like i've never you know felt capable or whatever and diane connects with that and so she turns mm-hmm. around meanwhile kelsey and bojack are broken down on the side of the road bojack does not know how to use a jack he also doesn't even have a jack <laughs> he's just like pretending yeah and kelsey's like you are actually incapable of having a moment that you don't make about yourself which is going to come back (laughs) yes and she's like what's your plan he's like well i just assume that at some point like some hillbilly is gonna drive by and give us a ride and exchange for a couple of autographs (laughs) and so this is ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous they banter back and forth and then what do you know it a hillbilly trucker does come by and goes hey aren't you the horse from horsing around and aren't you the director of like lesbians who love to recycle can i get a couple i'd be happy to give you a a lift for a couple of autographs yeah well i thought it was so good that kelsey's description of the movies that she makes she's like oh i just make like indie film small critically acclaimed movies about lesbians who learn to recycle like oh my god so good i mean again i would watch that documentary 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I could always learn more about recycling. <laughs> Couldn't we all? We all could. <laughs> so they get back to Gentle Farms and it's like, okay, everyone, we have to keep quiet. And Todd like sets off a chain reaction that makes just so much noise and wakes up the chicken family. <laughs> Yeah, when he, he like gently touches the tractor or something and it like rolls down the hill and sets off like a series of mouse trap related like there's a wind and, chime and then yeah, like, <laughs> eventually crashes into a gong crashes into a gong and then all the lights come on in the house. Someone goes like, what's making all that noise? And they're like, no, like they don't even know we're here. Yeah. They go into the chicken coop and there is like the creepiest like 1984-esque sign above the door that says, we know chicken. Oh my God. It's so scary. It's so scary. Look at look at me reading. Yeah, true. Because I, I didn't saw, notice the sign. I saw what was on this grace. So <laughs> creepy. They're like trying to figure out which one is Becca. Todd finds the real Becca because she actually manages to say Todd. Mm-hmm. which is like oh okay so she's like learning and growing so obviously it's like the, these chickens could just be like normal chickens you know from school or work but they have been kept a- away from learning mm-hmm. and diane goes but don't you get it they're all becca yeah so they like open the doors and let all the chickens run loose and they hide in the slaughterhouse with becca which is so scary there's like chicken heads on the wall there's blood everywhere so much blood and like bloody axes everywhere well that's what it would be like though Mm -hmm. like it's so scary and what makes this so messed up is it's like this farm is owned by chickens Mm-hmm. Who are just murdering chickens and then keeping trophies in the case of the the heads on the wall of their mm-hmm. kills. Like the man who owns this farm is not a farmer. He is a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And like, like if a person was killing people so that others could eat their flesh and was keeping trophies of it, they would be in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's, like, a big kind of question at the core of this is, like, like, yeah, I mean, we touched on it already, but, like, how is this different from just killing people? Well, and it's, like, especially stark in BoJack because we know that in this universe, like, animals have the same, definitely have the same cognitive ability to the people in the world, right? Where it's, it's, like, in, you know, the real world, people can be, like, oh, but, like, animals aren't as smart or, like, animals can't think and it's like well actually there's lots of studies that prove that that's not the case but like okay (laughs) and so in this world it's like especially insidious to think about like eating meat in the bojack universe Mm -hmm. yeah well like i mean even that just like much lighter but still like very pertinent moment where todd's just like oh this is turkey and it is that weird it's like yeah yeah actually it is yeah while they're scared in the slaughterhouse todd says sometimes i feel like my whole life is a series of loosely related wacky (laughs) adventures and diane said i think that's just being in your 20s like i'm in my 30s now but i don't feel like an adult at all Mm -hmm. really makes todd feel better yeah so she's the coolest person he knows which diane is like oh man she's into it so then they're going to leave the slaughterhouse and the wife is at the door with an axe Mm -hmm. and she says please take me with you i don't want to kill chickens i want to design video games that help kids learn math i know so brutal and then they don't take her they're like sorry no room in the car uh-huh. And so they're driving away. They've got Becca. They're oh, this also before they start going to break into the farm. Diane goes to Irving and is like, "This is dangerous. Go wait in the car. I don't want to hear any arguments." And she's like, "Yeah, never mind. Bye." And then goes Bye. and waits in the car. <laughs> yep. And so they're driving, driving. They got away. They got away. But then there's a roadblock, and mm-hmm. Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face says, "Looks like birds of a feather go to jail." Go to jail. <laughs> 
Why was he wearing sunglasses at night? Because he had to put his sunglasses on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then they are at jail and Kelsey and Bojack get there. Kelsey's like so worried about Irving and Irving's like, stop embarrassing me in front of my cool friends. <laughs> and Diane does it like, what? Cool? Really? <laughs> me? Like, I don't care. But like, okay. <laughs> Pretty good Diane. I feel like uh, I connect with Diane on a spiritual level. <laughs> Kelsey turns to Todd and goes, what were you arrested for? Being cute? <laughs> I, I want to be in his cell. So much. <laughs> she loves Todd's cute face. He has a good face. He does have a great face. Bojack comes in and is like, they're like talking about like going to jail or whatever. And Bojack's like, hey, like I'm here and I'm famous. So like no one gets punished. Like we're ready to accept the requisite slap on the wrist and get out of here. Also, Becca's going to be fine because Drew Barrymore has adopted her. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, does she have a meadow she can frolic in or whatever? And Bojack's like, you think Drew Barrymore doesn't have a frolicking meadow? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, I do think out of all celebrities, Drew Barrymore would have that. Come yeah, on. that tracks. <laughs> and so they're all able to leave because Bojack is famous. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the key is to make everything about you. Yeah, Bojack got everyone burritos. So they're eating the burritos in the car. And this is something that also like made me vaguely uncomfy in this episode is it's like so much is about like the chickens, the humanity of the chickens. Is it okay to eat the chickens? Then they're all eating burritos. Are they black bean mm-hmm. burritos? I don't think so. I think that they're yeah. eating beef, right? Probably. And yeah. it's just like because they haven't seen like a cow go through all of this, they're not connecting that it's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then they drive past the chicken for days, which is like six billion people. Serving yeah, or so yeah, right before the, so it's Irving and Diana in the back seat, and they're talking. And Irving's like, so like ultimately, like what we did didn't actually change anything, and like was there even a point? And Diane's like, no, but I think that we made a small difference, and like that does matter. And then they drive past chicken for days, and it goes from five billion served to six billion served, and the episode ends. And so then it's like also bringing in the fact of it's like, well, like why even try if all, you can't make a big difference and it's like but if everybody makes a small difference then it does make a difference but ultimately the major culprit is always going to be multinational corporations and they are the worst mm-hmm. and if they we'll made a change actually more would change mm-hmm. motto of this podcast possibly we hate multi i mean honestly though i really like to support like small local businesses you know like starbucks and burger king <laughs> and mcdonald's uh, walmart <laughs> pg clucks <laughs> Yeah, our feedback on this episode is like all... Everyone hates it. Everyone hates this episode. But like, uh, we've already talked about this episode more than we did about Yesterday Land. It did remind me of it a bit as we were going through it. I'm just like, we need to like have seemingly unrelated tangents because there's not a lot going on here. But like, yes, I don't... But I like, feel like the tangents, like, it just it flowed better. Like, I feel better about yeah. this episode. I agree. Like Sarah said, this is my least favorite episode of the whole series. And then she said, this episode is so dark, I hate it. We covered most of her questions, but also she said, I love the idea that Princess Carolyn is A, in this wedding, and B, that her niece is marrying a dog and a Jewish one at that. Fun commentary on interfaith relationships. It's nice. Cute. Yeah. We also got a message from Alan, who is a new listener in Germany, a big fan of the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Nice to hear about the show and also the off topics you bring. Aww. <laughs> yeah. A smiley face finding this podcast made by day. So thank you, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Yeah. And then also from Marwan and his girlfriend. They both really love the show. Like your discussion. I listened to all the episodes. Keep up the good work. Thanks. So, so nice. Aww. And we got a new five-star review from Michael G. Says, MG Clucks. <laughs> yeah, MG Clucks. It says, great listen for fans new and old. 
And then <laughs> there's a good moment here that says, uh, such a, they talk about life's mysteries, such as dissecting the true nature of Vincent Adult Man, whether honeydew is a super sandwich. Kirsten, that's for you, super sandwich. It's a sandwich. Interesting. And then this is Lindsay and Kirsten are great hosts. Five out of five stars. True dad. <laughs> I can't no wait surfs for up, the though. surfs up to start flooding in. <laughs> we also got some tweets. Woo. Tweets, baby tweets. I tweeted yesterday. I said, don't be a coward. Send us your thoughts and questions on season two, episode five chickens with the gif of the chicken with an axe. And we got some questions. So uh, Will from America says, this is probably my least favorite episode of BoJack Horseman because it feels so inconsequential. One of the only points on the show that truly feels like a filler episode. And Sarah agrees and says, also my least favorite, but I didn't have a good reason. So I'm stealing this one. <laughs> Rahap Polster says, book back. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> and then Morgan says, is it cannibalism for anyone in the Bojack Horseman world to eat chicken or just chickens? I think it's only cannibalism for chickens. Yeah, I think so. I, I do think that like they introduced a good like that question feels especially relevant when they're like, I got an arm. Because you're like, yeah. oh, God. Like, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, it's arms. Yeah. We also got Ed, Edmo was catching up on Bojack Horse Pod and mm-hmm. liked our takes on crinkle cut fries. <laughs> Good. And also like talked about uh, when Chappelle said, "I now I can't even read the words on the screen." And that was so funny. That was like, so funny. Well, it's like you know what, Chappelle? I just don't think I'm so important that I need to see clearly. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember that moment when he said that though? I mean, no. <laughs> I think you had said something about like oh when I was like a kid I was just like eh, I don't need to see like oh yeah no when I wanted glasses so I sat yeah. in front of the tv really close to try yeah. and like need glasses right, exactly and then he was like no you can't even see <laughs> I don't think that that's because I sat in front of the tv though I think it's because I have like a significant astigmatism mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes glasses is important for that just on one eye of course of course you gotta make it complicated gotta make it tough and that's that's it for feedback today, right? I, I think so, that's yeah. everything. If you want to be part of this conversation, you can tweet us at Bojack Horsepod or you can email us at bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. And you also should be rating and reviewing us five stars. So like subscribing and rating us five stars is the easiest way to help other people find the podcast. And what, you want to keep this from people? Come on. Exactly. Okay. If you've made it this far, just do it. Yeah, give us a five-star review. You can write anything you want, and we will just give you validation and and love and appreciation, okay? Exactly. How hard is that? It's the easiest thing in the world to give a five-star review. Mm -hmm. So, Um, please do. Did Bojack do anything horrible in this episode? Bojack was, like, barely in this episode. Not fixing his car is kind of bad, but, like, (laughs) he didn't know that he was going to be going out of town. It's just like irresponsible car ownership. It's not not so terrible. It's not like being a bad person. It's like when you're like driving your car and it makes a noise. You just like turn the radio up because you're like, no, it didn't. (laughs) Like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, we've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, great. Well, then next week, we will be back for season two, episode six, Higher Love. Woo. So we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.